Last time on Exiled, under the advisement of Superior, leader of the Graces and Gold Dev Omega, Warlock went to train with Mantis to learn how to counter and subdue in fighting, while Jean started improvisational training for combat with Moondragon. Meanwhile in Wakanda, Wendigo helped lead Jakara's spirit to rest after talking with the Panther spirit, while Dr. Nemesis led the Wakandan army back to the rebel base. Let's find out what happens this week on Exiled. James, I play a Wendigo. The indefinite article is important because should Luke ever kill my character, I will either a quit the show in a huff or two just come back as a new Wendigo because there can be many and have been many. In fact, even on this very podcast, the, the Wendigo I'm currently playing is Francois Frank Lartigue, a Métis fur trapper and hunter who was forced to succumb to cannibalism in the Canadian wild and was cursed to become the Wendigo, a large white furry dad who sometimes eats people and you can find me on giantbomb.com uh user leask i'm jen i play amora the enchantress she's an asgardian goddess and sorceress and the head of the exiled organization um and i play warlock who is a good techno organic space boy who uh, is both a robot and an alien. I'm Kaylee. I play the teenage time-traveling Jean Grey of the X-Men. Oh, and I'm Devin, and I play Dr. Nemesis. Uh, he is a former Nazi hunter turned scientist for the X-Men. And I'm Luke, your game master. So let us get going. I don't remember any of those voices. Good times. So you have both uh, completed your training for the day and you are invited down to the Grand Hall for the dinner meal. And there's a nice buffet type spread out there. Lots of uh, vegetables and or what you're assuming are vegetables and some meat and, you know, a, a good spread. It smells good. There seems to be something that looks like a pasta. And after a long day of training, you guys are, uh, or you both are ready to eat. I've got to stop saying guys, since Warlock is non-binary and Jean is a girl. Oh uh, yeah, who are you sitting next to? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Who's there? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, my bluff has been called. I wasn't told to prepare anything for this episode. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, there's all of the uh, different space cliques uh, from high school that are here. There's the space jocks, the space nerds, the space goths. Or uh, you could also sit next to Superior, who... 
is sort of at this space prep table. But I mean, it's hard to tell since some people are literally just like made out of gold here and other preppy things. Shiny. Yeah. Jean, are you uh, getting some food or just like standing around awkwardly with Warlock? Um, I'm kind of eyeing the tables and what look to be vegetables trying to weigh my hunger versus like, what if that's not a vegetable and it's like an alien triffid life form that I try to eat. And that'd be very embarrassing for all of us. As you're looking over, Cerise comes next to you. Oh, uh, you came down. Jean. Right? It's Jean? Yeah, Jean. Yeah, are, are you not? Oh, wait, no. I had a, there was a, Sort of British voice horror. Are you finding everything all right? Do you need any recommendations for food? Um, yes. What on the table isn't alive, just to be sure? Uh, do you mean, like, do we have something like a, a live animal that you might be eating? Or, that, that's rather barbaric. <laughs> no, I mean, this plant life, it's all really... Plants, right? I mean, I don't want to assume be a total earther about it. Yes. Well, all we've got food here in metallic trays. I mean, with serving utensils, we don't really have plants that are potted that shouldn't be eaten out here. Well, I mean, I've heard stories about adorable, childlike tree people that only say their own names. So I'm just, I'm just checking. I'm just checking. Oh, you mean Flora Colossi. Warlock remembers the potted plant that he ate and feels really bad. (laughs) Call back. And what about you? Yes. Warlock, is it? Hello. Now, you're you're a uh, technarch, so I, I assume you want life glow, correct? Correct. Ah, well, then we do have a variety of cooked plants that might be able to satisfy what you need. Or if you want to just charge, I'm sure we can accommodate you. Superior has done a good job trying to accommodate all the varieties of people who have come to Goldthab since she has taken over. Self enjoys eating, but Self uh, would love to charge. Self doesn't often get to plug in <laughs> and then uh drop out as they say sorry itself does not recognize that idiom <laughs> oh okay it, it was from earth culture that i've seen uh yes let me uh and she quickly scoops up some uh handfuls of what looks to be like a mix of green beans and asparagus cooked in some sort of sauce and looks to be either fish or poultry. It's kind of hard. It's just like a strange pink textured meat. And then uh, takes you over to the wall where there is a large outlet and there is another metallic looking uh, creature who is also plugged in. Hello, friend. May may myself share this lunch table with you? It turns its head to look at you, but... The turning of its head doesn't really have muscles. It just shifts. It nods. Uh, uh, Warlock, Warlock sidles up like a kid at the first day in uh, the lunchroom. What is your name? My name is Warlock. 
it quietly sits there for a second and just like looks with this blank expression on its face. This designation is unit. How are you, warlock? I am very good. It is nice to meet you, unit. It is also nice to meet you. The energy here is very good and clean. I'll say. I don't often get <laughs> to meet other m mechanical persons. Techno persons. Neither do I. This is very exciting for me. Beings of a cybernetic personality. Or persuasion. So what has brought you here? To Gold Dab Omega? Uh, self is here to train. Self is learning how to sit very still. What, I, I am confused by what so that means. So is self. What, are, what is Unit doing here? Unit is here... Because unit was sought to be destroyed, and unit mm. does not wish to be mm. destroyed. That is why self left self's home planet in the first place. Hmm. Hmm. That is interesting. So, are you also here because you are fleeing from your home? Or have you just ended up here on your own adventures? On my own adventures. That sounds fun. Do you go on many adventures? Unit has not been on many adventures recently. Unit is unsure of you what to do You should come on next. adventures! Self assure self's friends would love to have you. Maybe. Oh, who are so who are uh, Warlock's friends? Warlock's self friend Jean is over there, and uh, self-friend's, self-friend Francois is somewhere else, and self-friend Jubilee is, self does not know where Jubilee is. Recognizing Jubilee, designation mutant? Yes. Designation Earth? Self is from Earth, self is living there. Hmm. Yes. Uh, designation Jubilee, Jubilation Lee, is governor of California. Wow. <laughs> Self should go to California. Unit, it was very good to meet you. Self is going to go see if Self and Jean wants to go to California. Understood. Unit will continue to eat here. Please feel free to interface with me again. Jean! So we start off in the uh, cabin of a large van where Wendigo, Dr. Nemesis, Dr. Slay, Claw, and some other not really named members of the Freedom Legion are sitting with handcuffs and leg cuffs and there's a member of the Wakandan army watching over. This is some bullshit. When did we ever surrender? You can yes and me here. 
Okay, <laughs> what is could. the number? What, when, when, what is the, the number? lifetime of this podcast have I been accused of yes anding you? <laughs> okay, if Killmonger had asked you to stand down, would he stand down? I mean, honestly, I don't know. I didn't even stand down when Enchantress was begging me not to kill her ex-girlfriend. And I like Enchantress. Wendigo likes Enchantress. He just met. He just met whoever you just said. Claw? We're still not even sure that they're uh, the kill, good guys. Killmonger. Killmonger. Yeah. We still don't know. We still don't technically do not know what our mission is. I know that I know that Devin and I personally know it, but canonically, we did not read the mission before Forge uh, jeopardized uh, the actual universe <laughs> by sending us uh, across it without having a chance to read the mission. And also canonically, Enchantress gave a PowerPoint presentation, so you guys know what the mission is. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, I well, don't remember that. It's not in the. It's not. It wasn't the in the recap. <laughs> It wasn't in the recap. Because the recap only did what happened when you had gotten into this universe. Uh, next up, I've got to just split you guys apart. Oh, yeah, this is the, <laughs> this is the worst decision you could have made. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But, you know, I, I went by, oh, who has the same universes that they'd want to go across? And both of you guys mentioned Wakanda. And I was like, okay, that that's going to work out fine. <laughs> I'm just curious how polite my is man. Use your context cubes. How polite? Uh, what did he say? How that? polite is your other recording session with Kaylee and Jen? I'm assuming just being super nice to you. Uh they they make some goofs on me, but we also make movie jokes and deal with uh, a lot of moral grays. It was a good arc. Anyways, how about how about this as a compromise? I am gonna roll a d100. And that's the number of people I personally killed en route to being uh, uh, put in this truck. That is fine. I was going to ask. I rolled a 10. I'd like to do the same, but I'm just going to roll a D10. (laughs) You get to roll a D4. Uh, Yeah, I was going to ask how many guards it would have taken for you guys to just stand down as you were getting shot again and again wendigo's fine dr nemesis you've taken like another 30 damage whatever i rolled a five i took five people down before i went out <laughs> well, like you rolled a, uh, you rolled a, five, a d10 and a roll a five even though uh uh luke said to roll a d4 yeah well i ignored him <laughs> nemesis yeah, was feeling was. ballsy <laughs> <sighs> Wait, how much damage, Luke? Uh, 30. Oh, so I'm like almost dead. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you were the one who uh, just made a lot of poor choices and ended up revealing where the Freedom Legion was when you drove back a motorcycle that had a tracking device on it. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I've yet to hear a poor choice that was made. I kicked some ass, stole a motorcycle, and rode it around for a while. Anyways, we're 15 minutes into this call. We haven't actually started the episode, so. Well, we've been recording for only about five of those at this point. That's why I said into the call, though, Luke. 
into the call. It's 6.44 p.m. Western, or Mountain Time. Anyways, what happens? Yeah. So, after about an hour, you feel the van slow to a halt. And when you get out, you see that you are now in the capital of Wakanda. There is a giant panther statue that has been carved out there. What's the name of the capital of Wakanda? Excuse me, I've got a bit of indigestion. A little bit of need to look it up, Itis. <laughs> that too. It is Berninzana. And there are parts of the city that look beautiful. It's like highly taken care of, highly like cleaned and maintained skyscrapers but then on the level where you are it's a lot worse off it's dusty there's rubbish everywhere there's a big old divide of wealth and uh not having any wealth and they start uh moving you into the prison which is this massive fortress of a building with these tall thick walls carved into stone and ahead of you you see about five or six people who are uh, walking aside a figure who I'd say you can assume is Killmonger, but I don't know if you two guys would assume that it's Killmonger, but it's Killmonger. I thought we'd been meeting him. Hey, who are you? Killmonger. Who are you? He's maybe 30 feet ahead of you, and he has a bag over his head. Hey, guy with a bag on his head. Are you Killmonger? He does not seem to hear you. And the guards eventually lead you into jail cells. And Killmonger is in your jail cell, still with the bag over his head. And when you uh, get in, all of your cuffs deactivate, and he's able to take the bag off. And he just looks at Nemesis with this look of seething and intense hatred on in his eyes. What did you do? I stole a bitching motorcycle and rode it around. And as I was escaping, they followed me. Apparently you didn't cloak your camp very well because they found it pretty quickly. Uh, I helped the deposed uh, tyrant find eternal peace. I just want to put that out there. What? What are you talking about? Uh, you know, there was some guy named Chikara, I think. And uh, he was a ghost. He couldn't remember really much about himself. And he was trapped in a cave. And I I think I brought him into the, etern- to, to the, to the necropolis uh, and met the panther god. And... Uh, helped this guy who was, I guess he tried to take over Wakanda. Uh, he, uh, anyways, I helped. I, I, I helped him find eternal eternal rest in the glory of the Panther God. Well, that is uh, much better than bringing the Wakandan guard to our camp. So I assume I should uh, thank you for that. The 
you talk to the panther god. Uh, yeah. That's fantastic. It, it seems pretty cool. I didn't want to assume gender. Hmm. It is beyond a singular identity. Cool, cool, cool. It seemed pretty nice. And... Am I the Black Panther now? Well, to do that, you would have to defeat the current Black Panther, of which there is not technically one. So I think I feel the vacancy. Nice. Well, if, if you would like to assist, we may not be able to get you to that level, but I can definitely use your assistance. Uh, how familiar are you with uh, Wakandan politics? Yes. Pass. I am from Canada. Well, I did not want to assume, but in uh, Wakanda, anybody has the right to challenge the king, which is because I have a, uh, I have a connection to the royal lineage because my own father was temporarily the king. I have a greater right, but if you wanted, you could always challenge T'Challa, though he may not accept, and that is part of the problem. If you have a leader who purposefully does not obey the laws that are made to make sure a leader does what he must. But I I I do not know why why did you come here in the first place? I would, it, I, honestly, it's hard to explain. Uh I'm from a group that exists outside the multiverse and are in a pocket of it is trying to save the multiverse. I think I'm technically from a different universe and we were sent here for some reason. I don't know. I was trying to read the, the piece of paper explaining our mission when this dumbass forge, uh, do you have a forge in your universe? No. Anyways, he's a dumbass. Ooh, uh, he's, here. He's, he sent us good point. Uh, he said he sent us here for the mission without telling us what the mission was. So I think it was something about a fighting tournament, but someone else must have told me that. It certainly wasn't that asshole. That is something that I do not have uh, familiarity with, unfortunately. But uh, if... If we are able to escape this and to get our freedom one way or another, then I will do what I can to help you with your goal. It seems like you are dealing with much bigger stakes than just one single country. Well, I I, I mean, I'm also a member of a union and... We believe in helping every person within it, and I'm. No one's problems are necessarily bigger than the others. Your problems are big, ours are big. I say we rip dudes in half like phone books together. Well, 
That is quite a feat. Wakanda has one phone book for the entire country, and it is stored on an adamantium data pad. I'm pretty sure I could still do it. I would honestly enjoy seeing you try, Francois. And some time passes, and eventually a Wakandan guard comes to the uh, gate, and he uh, knocks on it and says, Wendigo, uh, Frank, and Dr. Nemesis. Come with me. We have your hearing. Oink, oink, piggy. What do you want? (laughs) (laughs) The king has sent for you. Not my king. The king of Wakanda has sent for you. If you would simply like to be executed, we can forego the trial. So are you coming? I mean, while I would like to see you just even try to murder me, uh, I guess I'll go. Uh, come, come on, come on, Killmonger. No, Killmonger needs to stay here. This is for you and Dr. Nemesis. Ugh, fine. Well, that doesn't seem fair. And he, uh... Opens the gate and everybody's cuffs slam back together, controlling how you move. And he guides you into the throne room after shutting the door. Well, I don't know why this was even given, like, were you even giving us an option if you're just going to do this? This is a little bit rude, honestly. Well, if you did not want to come along, as I said, I would... Execute you. Or, well, I wouldn't execute you. That is why we have a royal executor. He enjoys it. And he is very, very disturbing as he enjoys it. Cerise invites Jean to sit down. So, uh, Jean, you, you, you come from Earth, you're a mutant, and you have psychic powers. Is that right? It is. On Earth, I was one of the X-Men. Really? I, uh, but you, you're, you're so young. I, I suppose that's where my confusion is coming in. Though, no, no, I, I guess I can make sense of that too. So this isn't your home universe then? No, it's not, unfortunately. It's a strange new world for me. Ah. Well, I, I, I'm glad you ended up here with the, uh, graces and myself. It's, a safe place for outcasts in this dangerous universe that we live in. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to make a lot of really interesting new friends. Well, I, I can appreciate that and understand that. So why, why have you come here for training? If you are a member of the X-Men, why not go to them? Well, honestly, I don't know what the X-Men of this universe are up to. Well, I, I can also understand that. I mean, it could be rather disconcerting to see what mutants or what your friends in this world might be up to. They might not even know who I am. Who's to say what the X-Men here are like? Warlock runs in. Gee, you go visit Jubilee. Oh, really? Friend Jubilee is... Oh, you know Jubilee. Governor of Canada or California? I am not sure which. 
Uh, I believe that would be California. Canada is... Canada would be led by a prime minister. Let's go to California! Well, sounds like a good idea, but I think we should get our training first. Oh, Oh, yes. But then I promise we can go see Jubilee. I've heard a lot about her. So, uh, I I guess what... What what is the uh, training that you're here for, though? Like, why why train with the Graces, or is it simply you might as well train here while you're hiding out? Well, we hear the Graces are the best there is, and uh, we want to be prepared when we enter the fighting tournament of Mr. Claw. She uh, blinks a few times. Uh, How are you aware of the tournament? How am I aware of the tournament? (laughs) Because... (laughs) I know we're supposed to go to it, but. Yeah, well, I mean, Enchantress went over the entire mission. I'm sure she did. Hey, listeners, if you're wondering why none of the players seem to remember what's going on, we started this adventure a while ago, and there have been about two multiple week breaks in between us recording episodes. And also, well, I mean,. James and Devin are James and Devin, so it's hard to tell how much is a bit. None of it's a bit. But also, it's been a while since we started, so they aren't listening to this every week to keep what's happening to the other team a surprise, and also, I'm the only person who listens to these. Anyways, just saying. Remind us, for the viewers, for the for the listeners, uh, how we were supposed to get into the um, <laughs> tournament. Uh, so as the Graces are technically a criminal organization with ties to Mr. Claw's criminal empire, the goal is to go to the invitational meeting representing the team that you were here with, i.e. Which the Graces. Which means that somehow we need to like convince them we're the best. <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally. Self and Jean and Self were... Very much wanted to do the fights and thought maybe we could uh, get into it through. We, we, we want to fight for the graces. Have you, uh, have you talked to Superior about this? I mean, I, I'm sure if she found you worthy of it, it would be more than fine. But... There, there are questions, I suppose, with you being so new to the organization. Yes, we are just p- very big fans. Hmm. Warlock mm. looks petrified, <laughs> by the way. Cerise looks a bit more sullen and quiet as she is processing this new information that she's gotten from you. Well, I, uh, I need to get back to my own work. I will, uh, perhaps see you around. And she, uh, picks up her tray where the food is only half eaten and walks off with it. Self is sorry, Jean. Self was trying to help. It's okay, Warlock. We're both just here trying to figure this out together. 
And I take a bite of a mysterious pink fruit and the fruit screams. <laughs> like when the screaming starts, everybody briefly like shifts over to look at you. And it, it stops after like a minute or two and never like resumes. But uh, Superior takes a moment, stares at the both of you and then gets up and walks over to your table. So, Warlock, Jean, darlings, how are the two of you doing? We're fantastic. And I awkwardly do the finger guns thing, which I immediately regret. She makes a forced grin, closes her eyes, nods her head. Well, I'm glad I can be of assistance to you. Uh... Though I, what, what brings you here? I, I know you've come here for fighting or for training at least, but w- what is your goal with the training? I, I, I didn't feel, I didn't think to ask before. We want to go to the fighting tournament of Mr. Claw and prove ourselves in battle. Uh Warlock seems to be trying to fold himself underneath the table, if possible. <laughs> she uh, has to stifle a little laugh. Oh, Warlock, is that true? Do you want to go and fight a bunch of people? Yes, self loves to fight. Hmm. Well. <sighs> that's... That is rather interesting. Let's, uh, let's get you in conversation with our current champion. And then we can see what we can do about getting you onto the team. How does that sound? Awesome. Let's go for it. Uh, are you about done with your food here? You're ready to go? I place the half-eaten screaming fruit gently down on the tray. Oh yes, I am quite ready to go. Wonderful. Uh, Both of you, follow me. And she leads you out of the Great Hall and down past the uh, rooms where you had seen some of the other training going on. And she opens this massive wooden door with a uh, small window cut out with metallic uh, bars put in between it. Hmm. And inside you see a woman uh, cuffed to the wall with long red hair and this like golden outfit who is obviously being jailed here. I suppose if you can uh, convince Angela here that uh, you'd be a better fighter in the tournament than uh, she would, then I suppose you can have her place. And if not, I suppose we might need to see what you were exactly doing on that Kree ship and what brought you to Gold Dab Omega in the first place. And so he guides the 
two of you into the throne room where it's this class this clash of styles there's the architecture that seems to be classic that the uh, throne room was built with and then there's closer towards the actual throne where it seems a lot more advanced in a modern uh more european technological design sense which really clashes but on the throne you see the current king t'challa now i assume you mean more european and technological as separate things since wakanda is notoriously technologically advanced it's more of a european aesthetic for the technology And want to get? I didn't want to get letters about how Luke does. Luke is a colonialist again. <laughs> well, if we do get those letters, I would do what I can to learn and improve. And King T'Challa is uh, just lounging in his chair, and he sees the two of you coming forward. Greetings, Francois and Dr. Nemesis. How are you doing today? Oink, oink, piggy. (laughs) Anyways, it's it's been a real up and down day. Could use some pain meds. Mm. Any uh, specific prescription that you'd prefer? Uh, Yeah, something to fix all the wounds that your men gave me. They did not give you anything you did not earn. But yes, uh, we shall get you some uh, drugs. Bring him some painkillers. And one of the attendees runs and grabs a thing of generic Advil-esque painkillers so you get 10 hit points back. Dr. Nemesis, part of the opioid crisis. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. He's not wasting the expensive stuff on you. Now, I, I I received your letter that you sent to me, and I was expecting much more hugs and kisses. Where Where is that? He says, and he holds up the letter that you had thrown when you were running to uh, follow Claw. I mean, I'm going to be honest. We may have been radicalized. <laughs> <laughs> your... What do you stand for, then? Uh, let's see. Hmm. Indigenous nationality, eating people, and helping restless spirits find peace. Oh, and the Wendigore's <laughs> Julius uh, Workers Collective. Ah, and you are the good guys. Uh, now, I mean, our, price, now, our I, prices I, are fair. I overheard your conversation, and uh, you are interested in the tournament of Mr. Claw. I mean, our boss is yeah. interested in it. Yeah, this is kind of a mandatory thing for us. I, But I think it's the only way we can go home. Then I have dealings with Mr. Claw. So if it is what you are looking for, you can go as my champions. How does that sound? 
I, I don't. Ex- Killmonger is our coach. You can you can have him be you can have him wear a mon- an ankle monitor or something, but he he's our coach. He comes with us. Alive? Yeah. I feel like that was implied. Not necessarily. I think there is a lot of inspiration that can be gained if I show you that I will gladly and gleefully kill those enemies of Wakanda. Yeah, but he can't. I specifically mentioned he'd be our coach, and dead dead bodies can't coach. They can be eaten. That's about it, really. They can be eaten, but... Um, no, I don't think, I don't, I don't think I want to eat him. I, I'd rather have him be our, our living coach. Do you have a forge in this universe? A dead forge might inspire us more at this tournament. <laughs> no, I, I do not know who forge is. Oh, he's a real wiener. Let me tell you. Get this. He's a native guy who gave up the ways of his people to embrace Western technology. And what is wrong with that? Uh, he gave up the ways of his people. Uh, I literally said what my, the most important thing to me is indigenous nationality. And what if he finds better ways out in the rest of the world? I mean, he could have been out in the rest of the world and not been a real jag to his uh, to his people. Like it's fu- listen, it's fine to choose to embrace different aspects of the world, but the way the dickish way in which he did it and really framed his own people as being backwards uh you know listen, it wasn't great. Also, he's really shitty at giving us missions. You have no idea how many beverages I've had to dump on him. He, <laughs> he he blinks sort of in disbelief at the way this conversation is going. Hmm. Well, I will uh, send you back to yourself for now and I will discuss with my partner what we might do to ensure that we all get what we want who's your partner you will find out in due time i'd rather find out right now you can tell me he uh motions for you guys to be carried back to your prison cell (laughs) we flash back to jean's days before she joined the exile team and before her adventures and before the fateful adventure with the Morlocks where the young mutant telepath and telekinetic is seeking some alone time in Westchester, New York. So where is Jean heading to? Um, I don't know, probably like, I don't know, like maybe a salon, something, get some girl time away from four sweaty, horrible teenage boys whose minds I can read. (laughs) (laughs) The farthest place I could get from them right now. Yeah, so uh, Jean is heading to her normal salon when 
outside of it, she runs into two familiar figures of the strange team known as Factor 3. One of them is a tall figure dressed in a red dress shirt and some black slacks who she recognizes out of his costume as Unis the Untouchable. And next to him is his partner for the afternoon. What is the Vanisher wearing? Um, the Vanisher is wearing a large um, and fuzzy purple, like a purple faux fur coat. <laughs> One of those like really like big, big birdie ones. Um, mm-hmm. And then he's got some, uh, wait, what? Uh, sorry, what decade are we in? <laughs> the 60s. 60s fashion. <laughs> I think the purple coat still fits, though. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's just very flamboyant. Oh, my gosh. The plaid suits. The plaid suits. <laughs> no. Oh, my. Um. Yeah, okay. So he's got sort of a... a um, He's got sort of a 60s Beatles look going on. It's the photo I'm looking at right now. He's got a what look? A 60s Beatles look. So it's sort of like. Mm. Um, uh, like Sergeant Peppers? No, more more like. Um, it, it's sort of halfway between like men's suitwear and like women's uh, blouses and sort of like women's suitwear. Of the time, it, it's like a like a, a lot of ruffles. Um, the big, the oh, big coat. Uh, yeah. Um, the coat is not purple though. It is um a a more uh earthy color because it's the sixties and hippies, I guess. And Gene uh, immediately recognizes the two of them, and they recognize her. And, like, Gene, you're right next to the door, and they're also looking at the door. Are, uh, are you going in there, miss? Yes. Ah, well, we wouldn't be, uh, gentlemen now, would we, if we were to, uh, go in before you? Telford, open the door for her. Ugh. <laughs> the, uh... This salon is over, I guess. Fun fact that I don't know if either of you know, Vanisher's real name is Telford Porter. Wow, thank God. We <laughs> That's a great name. Mm-hmm. You look like a Telford. <sighs> but yeah, uh... No, we can still go in here. It's our day to take care of ourselves. Era. And he shoves you slightly out of the way so he can hold the door open for Jean. There you go, ma'am. Surely it's not just the one salon in this godforsaken country town. It's the one that does my, my feet very well. Fine. I'm just squinting, watching this all unfold. Do you know how hard it is to get me 
with my defenses down, this place calms me down. It smells like vanilla and lavender. Ugh, fine. You're you're buying the cocktails later, though, sweetie. Fine. It's let let's go in. Let's do something for ourselves. Let's, ma'am. Uh, you you you're now blocking our way. I I I'd appreciate if you don't stare. We're just two men who care about taking care of ourselves. Sometimes. Just let him. Just let him get through it. He has to talk himself through this. It's a stressful life. We don't need... I mean, you know, we've got teenagers busting down our doors trying to get in our way. You got thrown into that wall last week by that redhead. I look at the camera like I'm on The Office, a show that doesn't exist yet because it's the 1960s. And he's, like, staring daggers briefly before letting up. And the uh, attendant at the or the receptionist welcomes Jean first. Ah, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Uh, so what are you looking? Are you just going in for a cut or, you know, you could probably do a perm very well. Like, a, yeah, let's get the 60th perm I can possibly get. <laughs> Excellent. And she uh, leads you over to uh, the uh, main barber right now. How are you doing today, Gene? It's me, your barber, Sal. <laughs> of course it is. Hi, Sal. So what am I doing for you today? Your permiest perm. Hmm. Well, you know, you can't get that wet and it's supposed to rain later today. Are you sure that's what you're wanting? His voice is shifting into a pirate is, somehow. Like, where is this going? What is this salon? Um, I don't know yet. I like knowingly nod to myself like, oh, I think I can keep the rain off this. Sounds good. And he starts putting in the various parts of a perm that I totally know. Marvel Wikia has nothing about perms. Oh, no. <laughs> the receptionist greets Vanisher and Unis. And uh, what would you two gentlemen like today? She stares at Vanisher first. Oh, I need you to just wax everything off. Um, my my I, I want I want to be sh- wha- I need everything waxed off and then shined up. I want to look like a cue ball. It doesn't work with the suit otherwise. Understood. And uh, she takes your hand and leads you over to a uh, very tall blonde woman. Oh, is that you, Telford? Are you ready to get your uh, monthly waxing? Yes, please. My eyebrows are coming back and it's terrible. Just little little bits of gray hair pro- Popping up behind the mask. It, ugh, I look a mess. It makes you look distinguished. I think you could grow out a nice beard. And I think you'd look nice with some hair. But it's all up to you, honey. Yeah, and I could get a lumberjack jacket and go into the woods. But I don't. <laughs> well, just because you don't doesn't mean you couldn't. 
And she uh, rubs your head and gives you a kiss on the forehead. Aww. Which is very, very weird in the 60s. And also <laughs> now. Very, I don't know if I'm coming back. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, Unus gets uh, seated. And he just puts his feet into one of those, like, massage tubs. And he uh, gets himself turned around to uh, look at you, Gene, because you've got your uh, stuff and you've just got like an hour, I think, of waiting for mm-hmm. the perm stuff to set in. So, uh, Gene, what are, what's a uh, teenager like you doing in Westchester? Is there a less creepy way to frame that question? <sighs> Sorry, I, I, uh, I don't mean to. It's going Canadian. How's it going Canadian? Like off the rails here. <laughs> yes, this highly intense salon adventure. I uh, was just finding out what the uh, youth are into. Youth are uh, into perms. Hmm. Not like uh, fighting mutants. No. Well, there's definitely not uh, super villains who are uh, getting themselves treated nicely because they uh, work hard jobs, right, Telford? Yeah, yeah, she knows who we are, whatever. So, we're going, we're going to go to the bar after, but if you'd like to have lunch with us, we can talk and have a good time. Not in a creepy way, but in a, we run into each other way too often, and humanizing one another is important. How does that sound? I roll my eyes dramatically. To... <laughs> I don't think there's any non-creepy way for two adult men to ask a teenage girl out to lunch with them. <laughs> and they have definitely not found a way. I'm just like staring daggers like, really? We're doing this now? I just snap in agreement. <laughs> fine, fine. And he just like stretches back and uh, just enjoys the foot massage and pedicure that he gets. And, you know, after about 30 minutes, he and Telford head out and uh, Jean gets to have the rest of her day alone. But she got to see another side of supervillains. Did I really, though? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. I don't think that went as well as they thought it did. (laughs) Send in questions, please. God. I I don't think two grown-ass men were asking that. I think one was. (laughs) One grown-ass man was uh, asking everyone to leave him alone. People can find me on Twitter at, at least L E A S K. 
And that's about it. I don't don't have much more going on these days. You can find me on Twitter at StreetOverJen, and you can find my artwork at StreetOverJen.com or on the cover to this podcast. You can find me on Twitter at RonchRonchRonch, and you can find my writing on WomenWriteAboutComics.com. I'm Devin. You can find me online at Fred Fett, and you can also hear me co-hosting Multiversal Q with Game Master Luke. And I'm Luke, your Game Master. You can find me on Twitter at, at Coltrig, that's K-O-L-T-R-E-G, or at LukeHair.com. Exiled is a listener-supported podcast, where for as little as $1 a month, you can get early episodes each and every week that is possible. You also get invitations to backer special episodes. And uh, coming up soon, we are going to have a special award for $10 or more backers. You can find more about us at xoutpodcast.com. That has links to our Patreon, to our image galleries where we have our covers and our fan art and everything else that you might want to see. See you next week.